Hello, this is Chris Wilson, host of Prime Your Day, Prime Your Life, and founder of Adamo Solutions. I really appreciate you dialing in today. I strive every day to bring a life of joy, pride, and enablement, and this podcast is for business leaders to bring you advice on sales, marketing, people, and mindset. And today we've got a cracker, Paul Hewlett, talking about pivot and change in small business. So enjoy the show. Welcome back to Zoom Tennis. And today I've got a master of change and change management. It's Paul Euler, and he is the managing director of MFB Group Holdings Limited. And my goodness, has he been through some change. And we're going to talk to him about how he's managed change, how he pivoted, and how he's having to continue to do that even now in lockdown three. So welcome to Prime Your Day, Prime Your Life on podcast and also Zoom Tennis. And welcome to Paul Euler today. How are you, sir? Great, thanks, Chris. We are really good. Really happy to be here. Excellent. All right, we're going to get straight into the questions, Paul. So, first of all, way back last year in March, 23rd of March, what issues did you face as a business owner in terms of pandemic? Wow. Well, like most, the pandemic came out of nowhere. Um, the main issues were my the business that I had before, the business that I have now, just to be clear, did something totally different to what we do now, 100% different. So my business used to be office equipment. Uh, we supplied uh, franking machines, printers, uh, scanning services to companies right across the UK from small owner managed businesses to people at home to great big corporations uh, like companies that own race courses, for example. And we really set our stall out to, uh, to grow that business. So last year was meant to take our business growth 60% uh, and really, uh, really extend our market. So what happened on the 23rd of March is every single customer that we had had to stay at home. Um, and our business income was reliant on selling more services and selling products every single month. Um, the majority of our customers were print customers. So if they weren't in the office doing printing, we weren't invoicing them and billing them for doing that printing. So pretty much overnight, our income dried up. Um, so that's the, the issue was, um, we had to make a really quick decision. Do we, do we wind up that business and go bankrupt or do we do something else really quick? And the decision was, we're not gonna wind the business up at all. We're gonna do something else really quick. Okay, and what did you do? Um, so one of my suppliers, uh, they fortunately, they, they, they sold print services to companies like us and they had, uh, they had a client uh, that was the NHS and sort of within, within a couple of days, they'd decided and sorted out some companies that would supply our PPE so really quickly, we decided, to, and we only had one product at that time. We had um, three-ply surgical face masks. So we, we decided within two days that we were going to become a PPE business and we were going to change the world and we were going to provide a, a service to people uh, that allowed them not to have to pay in advance for the stuff they needed. Uh, they didn't have to wait three or four weeks for it to come and arrive on a boat or on a plane. And the quality of the product was going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, so we decided that on the 27th of March and we sold our first order on the 4th of April. Wow. So within, what, 10 days, you went from being a franking print consumable type business to a PPE supplier and a PPE yeah. provider. 
Yeah, yeah, in 10 days, yeah. Okay, and the question then, I guess, how do you feel being able to pivot looking backwards? How has that been helpful to you? Um, well, the, the ability to pivot is something that I've always had to do that. And I think it's, um, I think it's something I learned a long time ago, either grow, growing up on council estates in Manchester or, or being in the army and having to do different stuff. But I, I think being able to um, think differently about the business. And, and when I say the business, the business wasn't just a product or service we supplied. It was a result of what we supplied. So I've always been in the business of solving people's problems. And that's what we did with the previous business. Uh, we solved the problem in the franking industry because it was expensive and consuming. Uh, we solved a problem in the print sector because majority of other print companies used to charge too much money and give poor service. Um, so really all we were doing here is we were still solving a problem. And the problem, instead of the problem being paper related with the other business, the problem that we were solving in the PPE business was one, um, people couldn't get it at the start of the pandemic. The second problem was it was too bloody expensive um, or they had to pay in advance for it. And the third problem was they were having to wait too long for it. Um, so we solved that problem. So we, we made it um, cost effective. We gave them a promise that if it didn't arrive within two days, they could have it for free. Uh, and we always have supply. So we just made sure that we always had, we didn't ever sell anything that we didn't have in stock right now. So we just made some really basic promises to our customers and that's what they really liked. Cool. Very good. Sounds like a real uh, journey you've been on, Paul. And it's, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. And we're still going through huge amounts of sort of cathartic change now. We're obviously in lockdown three at the moment. And every day Boris is talking about schools returning and schools is a big marketplace to you. Uh, how are you managing change now in terms of your resilience or your coping strategy what do you do to make sure you keep yourself sane so um the, the keeping myself sane is an interesting one because i suppose do you know what in back in the olden days when we all know we're supposed to do the business plan you know three to five year plan one page this and one page that tear it up and throw it out the window that doesn't work anymore uh, so what we do now to manage change is we uh, we listen to the news every day. Um, we plan three to four months in advance. Uh, I have an amazing business coach, being yourself, to keep me on the right side of being sane and make sure I don't wander off doing other things. But um, I suppose the managing change is in, instead of worrying about change and worrying about what's going to happen, I, I've decided to. I decided a long time ago to make a decision to actually embrace change and be ready for it. So I know my business is not going to be the same at our next year end in September as it is right now. So today we do PPE and virus protection. So we're already putting things in place that when the pandemic's gone, whenever that might be, we're going to have some other stuff to do. So what we're doing to manage change is we're preempting what that change is going to be. So for example, I'm already planning my business strategy on what's going to happen in lockdown 4.0 because there's going to be another one don't know when it's coming but i need to be ready for it so i'm planning it now yeah and would you describe yourself perhaps as an opportunist and that you see an opportunity and you just go in all on it uh i i'm 100 percent on everything chris um so it's not it's not just that i see an opportunity and i go in on it the the decision that i had to make in march march the 23rd last year was how the hell am I going to pay my bills next month? Because 
at, at that point in March, my business was, we, we were looking at, you know, doing a million and a half last year. We were looking for a great year. We just sponsored the Grand Stand Up at Newcastle Racecourse. We committed to spend a quarter of a million pounds on, on marketing and advertising last year. And that literally got thrown up and torn up and put in the bin overnight. So um, how I manage change now is I, I bring the change as opposed to reacting to change. Yeah, I love that. You bring the change as opposed to reacting to change. Very good. And you've also got another business, I think, in terms of a, a networking portal, which was a physical sitting around the table, having breakfast butties and stuff. Is that is that right? And how did you yeah. flex that one and pivot that? Yeah, so um, so back in what I'm calling now, back in the olden days, when uh, when we used to get up at uh, dark o'clock in the morning in winter, five o'clock, and we'd get in our cars and we'd de-ice it, and we'd turn up at a nice hotel somewhere, we'd meet our buddies for a bit of breakfast, and we'd do a bit of casual networking or structured networking, whatever you call it. That's what we did. I had a business that did that for 18 months pre-pandemic, but again, 23rd of March, I was like, Oh no, well, what are we going to do now? We can't. So the venues that we used to meet at, we can't meet in them anymore. Everyone's got to stay at home, but I've got a network of people and we've got a bunch of members. How do I run a networking business when you can't meet anybody? Because networking is meeting people, right? So what I did is I decided to, um, uh, on, the, on the evening of the 24th of March, I sat down with my laptop and I rewrote our meeting agenda um, I had a meeting with um, our brand ambassador, David Cole, and I, I tasked him and said, we need to make this idea that I've got, you need to make that look amazing so we've got an amazing meeting on screen. He turned that around for us in two days. So the meeting format that we had now, we re literally spun it around in two days. Uh, I think we had our first virtual networking meeting, I think it was on the last Thursday of March is when we ran our first virtual networking meeting. So literally within a week, uh, we turned from a, a meet for breakfast at a venue network to a, you can do the meeting in your lounge network. And now we've got, you know, we've got five groups that meet online. Um, we've got a whole bunch of members and we've got people in the network that are doing tens of thousands of pounds worth of business with each other. And they've never even met. They've never met. Um, we've got one of our meetings in York. One of our members is in Cyprus. And they, we've got a member in there who lives in Stoke, but they come to a networking meeting in York because they're adding value and they're getting value. So, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, that's what we do now. Yeah, it is fascinating. It's really yeah. fascinating. So I know I've, I've changed loads, Chris. Um, what, what have you had to do to, you know, have you had to make uh, any amendments to your business? Have you had to pivot in a different direction or do different stuff? What's, what's it been like for you? Well, I, th I think 2020, I already had a compelling vision as to what I wanted to try to do, which was to flex from being very much a telemarketing lead generation company to being a lot more around sales coaching and uh, sales and enablement. And on that day, when Boris stood up and said lockdown, uh, well, that was it. Reaffirming future. I invoiced 14 quids worth of revenue in April last year, uh, which was so savage but it actually gave me the bandwidth and the time and the, the inclination to really move into a, an area that I was more passionate about, which was coaching and executive coaching. I'd already started up a qualification. And now 12 months in, I've got my Institute of Leadership Management qualification. I'm just about to launch something called the Directors Forum. Okay. And it's almost as if serendipity gave me an opportunity to really go all in with what I wanted. 
And my distraction point was no longer my distraction. I actually had a focus point as to what I wanted to go, do going forward. So, yeah, it's been, again, massive amounts of change, lots of resilience, lots of soul searching. But for me, I think I already had a vision of where I wanted to go. And it was just a push in the back. Well, not even a push. <laughs> I'm going to kick out the arse. It, it was, yeah, it was a grab you by the scruff of the neck and throw you down the stairs moment. Absolutely. It was one of those. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm very grateful for 2020. It was one of those years that I think taught me an awful lot about myself, my relationships, and what's important to me. Uh, and I've definitely kept that going forward into 2021 and, and beyond. And what about you, Paul? What have you got as a sort of standout lesson from 2020 that is now going with you forward from this year to the next? So I think the biggest lesson that I've learned uh, in the last 12 months is I, I've always had companies that have sold stuff. We've always sold something. You know, you buy it at one price and you sell it at a profit. And when I first started my new business, this pandemic business, I treated it in the same way in the beginning. So we bought some PPE stuff and we tried to sell it at a profit. And what I learned very quickly is that's what everybody else that was doing that did. So I decided to do it differently. I decided to not sell stuff. I decided to actually provide a service that was useful for people. So what I've learned is um, not to do what I want in business is to do what the customer expects. And in doing that, we've ended up creating a really nice business and we've got really nice customers who actually really value what we do as opposed to just buying it because it's cheap. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I've learned. I've learned to uh, listen to what the market wants and give them that. Yeah, there's a, there's a good old saying somewhere, which I think is provide the value and the revenue will flow. And yeah. as long as you continue to provide the value and the service, then from that, many rivers will, will uh, you know, will flourish. Uh, but yeah. if, you, if you provide bad and also bad value and bad service, then you've got a, a really, really big problem to, to uncover. Yeah. I, think, I think one of the other great benefits as well is, uh, I know it's not one of the questions, but I think, uh, I think one of the big benefits that the three lockdowns that we've had have taught me is the benefit and the value of time. So I didn't really used to value my time so much. Um, so I've always been a provider and a, and a, and a look after people in my, in my circle, you know, my family and stuff like that, which is obviously important. But what I used to always forget is I always used to forget me and the people closest to me sometimes. So um, being forced into having to work in a different way and do different things, what, it, what it's actually done is now for the first time in my professional career, I actually block out time during the normal working week to do stuff for me with the people that I want to do it with. So my fiance and I, we go and walk the puppy sometimes. We go for a coffee now and again during the week. And, and I, I used to feel like I was bunking off work, but what I'm actually doing is I'm actually living the life that I want to live, which is far better. Yes, because no amount of change will, will ever be more important than the relationships that we actually nurture and cherish. Because when it comes to the point that we're going to say goodbye, the business won't be important. It'll be the love and the enjoyment and fun that we had with the people that were important to us. And it yeah. goes back to the network. I, I think I was on a meeting with you and I looked at the screen and literally I'd done meetings or done business or past business to everybody on the screen tablets. And I'd yeah. not met a single one of them apart from yourself. And it sort of dawned on me how much 
things had changed. And yet the network and these people were so important to me as a support structure that I could go every week or every other week and know that I've got the same people who are in the same place as me and we're kind of going along the journey together. So, yeah. um, so fair yeah, I was, I, I do, I, do you know, I, I remember that meeting, Chris, and I, I remember when you said that, I actually, I actually forwarded your comment to our social media manager and went, please, please put this out everywhere. Um, because it was such a profound statement that you made, uh, you know, having done business with everybody on the screen, either done or past business to everybody in that meeting at that. And it wasn't even your group meeting. It was, you were visiting somewhere else. Yeah. But that's, but that message, that's what we found in the network is that message has been quite consistent through lots of our members in the network. You know, we have been open all the way through the pandemic. It didn't take us three or four months to catch up or to restructure ourselves. We did it in a heartbeat. And, and I didn't do that for me. I did it because of my responsibility that I've got to our members. You know, they, they joined the network that's supposed to be there to provide work for them. Um, but it can't provide work for them if it isn't there and it's not visible. So really quickly, we needed to create a, a really good platform for them to actually meet people in business. Because, so they've got their support network and they've got a support structure and they've got people that are going to buy their stuff or introduce them to people that might buy their stuff. So that's, that's been really, prof it's been really profound for us um, this last 12 months in both businesses, really, for, for very different reasons. But, you know, uh, lockdown has been, uh, sorry, the pandemic has been very good for both of my businesses when I thought it was going to be, the first week I thought it was going to be disastrous. Looking back at it now, it's been absolutely brilliant for both businesses. Well, I remember going back in April and uh, I started going to the supermarket with my uh, plastic gloves on and my face mask and my two kids looked at me and just went dad are you completely mad and I went no 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 this is me being <laughs> considerate and protective and making sure that and then it's funny actually six months ago uh, they said to me dad you know about going to the supermarket with your gloves and your mask on you were right weren't you and I went yes because the bloke Paul told me and I literally I, I remember you uh, saying yeah they'll be here tomorrow and sure enough I came through the post the next day and I had a little pack of gloves and uh, masks with me. Uh, so, uh, so thank you for making sure I was protected and safe during, uh, during the, uh, the pandemic. More than welcome. That's what we do, Chris. All right. Well, Thank anyway, uh, we're, we're being very nice to each other and uh, passing each other on the back. Uh, I'm just going to pass on some screen details here so people can see who you are and how they can get hold of you. Uh, so for anybody listening on the podcast today, we can talk to Paul on his mobile, which is 07396492593. His email is paul.ulet at mfbgroup.co.uk. Same for the website, mfbgroup.co.uk. And on LinkedIn, go hunt him out, uh, Paul Ulet. Uh, it's 1-U-L-E-T-T, Paul Ulet. Paul, it's going to go a good quick game of tennis today. Lots we've covered off. And um, I'm sure I will see you about, sir. Absolutely. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's point. Set. Finished. Championship. Well done. Thank you.